Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. It is just morning, <laughs> just. I thought I'd talk today about investment in self, which is quite relevant because what's very common for women in midlife, women in general, certainly women that are in my tribe and that I resonate with, I think, and including myself, is that we can be pretty poor at putting ourselves first. Uh, you know, people talk about self-care, but I'm not really talking about having your hair and your nails done, especially at the moment when you can't have that done. Uh, I'm not talking about going for massages, going to the sauna, spa, none of that. I'm talking about making the things that matter to you in your day or in your week or in your life things you prioritize for action that's what is quite common what tends to happen is we get overwhelmed and and overthink everything and we're at the bottom of whatever list it is we've created and we think well when i've done all these other things i'll get around to that thing that's just about me doesn't happen does it so if that sounds like you you're in the right place so i want to talk about you know investment in self so recognizing that that doesn't come easily because well hang on a minute i'm you know what what putting yourself bottom of the list says is i'm not actually important enough there's all these other things that are way more important than me you know it could be my partner my children my parents my boss uh the dog, the cat, the hamster, uh, the person three doors down the road, whatever. You know, there's always loads more important than you if you were to look at how you prioritise your life and your time. So it's a tough one. It is a tough one. And then maybe you think, no, no, that's it. Right, now is the time. I'm going to do something for me. Or... You know, maybe it doesn't come from that kind of gung-ho, positive mindset. Maybe it comes from the place which is probably more likely. It's where it came from with me. Uh, no, that's not true. It's come from both places. But but sometimes it comes from a desperation place of, oh, no, this is this has gone beyond the pale. I'm now at the bottom of the barrel when I thought there was nowhere, no further place to go. I'm as low as I could be. I need to get out of this. So it comes from two places. It's either, no, I'm putting myself first, or, oh my goodness, I don't think I can cope like this anymore. Someone has to help me out of this. So it comes from these two places. So we start looking for help. And I'm going to share with you all the different times and places, well, not all of them, but some of the different times and places when I've done that and the experience and what it's cost me financially and otherwise. And, and I do that only in that you can perhaps 
reflect on it does that apply to you does that shed any light does that help you any with your own decision making don't know maybe maybe not but the reason i share it is because the kind of investment i'm talking about is not small it's not small i'm not talking about you know having your hair done for a hundred odd quid and or thereabouts which if you have your hair colored it does cost that kind of money you don't have to go to a top hairdresser in london to pay that money you can just go around the corner and have someone do it unless they come to your house but even then you know it's it's a few it's 30 40 quid whatever i'm not talking about that kind of money i'm talking about the kind of money that comes with a comma in it okay so we're talking four figures kind of investment money it's like the kind of money you're going to spend on a car or on a really 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 flash television or a really flash fridge uh, or a really flash phone i wonder how much people spend on their phones really does that change your life that dramatically for the better anyway judgment aside no judgment here shirley put park park the judgment so that's the kind of money i'm talking serious serious money that makes you <gasps> just catch your breath for a moment now when did i start spending these kinds of sums so i'm, I'm talking about my experience okay and it started when things are going pretty well so if you've heard my story before you know things were going pretty well and i was doing all right in this coaching arena and it started out where i found as you do googling for people that can help you with stuff i started following someone online i liked what she was saying uh, it all made good sense and i eventually bit the bullet and i bought one of her lower cost online programs which was still not cheap it was a couple of hundred quid i think dollars but similar and and I thought at that time, because I was really serious about, okay, do one of those half sentences, go back, hang on, back a bit, backing up. Oh, did you hear my tummy then? It went, it's hungry. Uh, so at that time, I didn't realise I was perimenopausal, you know, in terms of mental and emotional stuff. I, I didn't feel like I was in the midst of it at that moment. I was going through the physical side of things, but not in a horrendous way if you discount the incredibly heavy periods where I couldn't go out for more than 20 minutes, if we discount that. So, so mentally and emotionally, I'm still feeling okay. I'm just still connected to what I want to do in the world, my ambition. So it's all business focused, nothing to do with emotional stuff, but still about me and what I wanted for myself. So putting myself at the top of the list. So I invested these couple of hundred and I took it seriously. And thought, okay, right, what I'll do is I'm going to follow this to the letter, what this training tells me to do. I'm going to see it through, complete the program, follow all the steps, see how it turns out. Well, it turned out really well. And everything that was promised in the program, because I followed all the steps religiously, did what I was told to do, I got the results that were promised. I thought, mm, there's something in this. This woman knows what she's talking about. And so I ended up, in fact, you know, I don't even know how I ended up. Oh, yes, I do. I ended up booking a plane ticket to the States to go to an event that she was running, which may, that in itself may slightly blow your mind. 
not a lot of people do stuff like this. You know, why fly all the way to the States? But, you know, there was, you can tie it in and go, well, yeah, well, it's kind of a holiday built in, stay in a nice hotel. Now, I was not, let me, let me hasten to add, I was not flush with loads of money here. I was thinking about offsetting, like this is about my future, this is about I can I can get this back if I do the right things. And so I invested a huge amount of money in a plane ticket. So I've, I've spent a few hundred pounds on this do it at home online program. And then I've spent quite a lot of hundreds of pounds, more than the cost of the original program on a ticket to the States, plus several nights in a very nice hotel, which is where she hosted this event. So so far, I'm, I've spent at least a grand, probably more, at least a grand. And I haven't, apart from the online program, I've got nothing so far. So then when I get there, of course, what's happened is I'm immersed in three days of really good learning, but also very skillful selling from the stage. So you might think, what an idiot, what a mug. I ended up at the end of that, those three days, I've already invested more, more than a grand. And then I added to that by investing another, I think it was 10 grand. Okay, get off, off the floor. Just, just breathe, breathe, pick yourself up. You know, even as I think about it, really, that much? So I'm not gonna tell you every about every single part of the successive things that I did, good or bad. But at that point, I was not, as I said, in that mad emotional, oh, help, place of perimenopause, excuse me. <coughs> or I didn't think I was, maybe I was. I need a drink of water, frog. Oh no, I've drunk on my water, great. We'll have to persist with the frog. <clears throat> so, so why did I invest this money? Because, you know, because I'm caught up in, in the loveliness of it, but I really connected with the kind of women that were there. It wasn't just about the person that I was receiving the coaching from, it was about the other women that were investing, who I was connected with, who I was meeting. I just felt amazing and I thought, no, I could really do this. And and I did, and I did succeed, and I did get to the point where I was achieving five-figure income months. So, so it, it worked, you know, it was worth the investment. Now, subsequent to that, I took some poor decisions. I then started, if you like, to to take decisions that were not coming from a place of trust in myself. And this is this is the difference. Um, I started to take emotional decisions. I, I wasn't thinking straight. I was obviously very perimenopausal. And I couldn't, with hindsight, in fact, even at the time, I was thinking, are you sure? Are you sure? So I, went, I moved from a place of a really clearly thought out decision about an investment to just mad decisions where I was throwing big sums of money. And really, if, if the underpinning thought was that somebody else would solve this problem for me, somebody else would make me feel better. So it might sound like I'm suggesting that you don't invest any money, even though you might be thinking, oh, well, I never would have done that anyway. <laughs> um, 
but I'm not suggesting that you don't invest. I'm not suggesting that you go, don't take any decisions until you come through the menopause. Don't, don't do it because you'll be emotional, which you will. What I'm saying is, um, it's really, really, really important to do a couple of things. One is, and I've said this in other episodes, be clear about who it is you might be thinking about working with. So that particular coach, I mean, she did, I still, you know, I still hold her in, in high regard. There were a few things that happened subsequently, which I won't share with you, but that mm, slightly took the edge of things. But, you know, what I got from that experience, the people I met, the coaching I got, the things I learned um, was value for money. You may think, really? Yes, it was. And also, I was also spending additional money flying to and from the States three or four times in one year. So that was a lot of money. And, and did I, and you might be thinking, I don't have that kind of money under the mattress. Neither did I, neither did I. I accessed credit. If you know that you really, really want something, like you want that fridge, you want that phone, you want that car, you don't go, oh, I'll just um, I'll just go down to the hole in the wall. I'll take that several thousand pounds out. No, you might have some in savings. You might have to put it on a credit card. You might take out credit. You know, if you're investing four figure sums, the, not a lot of us have that in spare cash. Some people do. You know, I've worked in an airport in the past and people pull out wads of cash and just peel them off. That's not common for most of us. Most of us do have to, I can't believe I'm going to use this phrase, secure a line of credit. You know, you need to get the money from something other than your general disposable income. So you need to think about it seriously. You need to think, is this person really going to help me with this? But you also need to identify what is, if you're, whether you're in the desperate stage that I was, on one occasion, like, oh God, I just need help getting out of this, which was not then. When I took the decision with that person, it was coming from a place of, right, I'm putting myself first, right, this is gonna happen. At a later date, I was in that, oh, please, someone just pull me out of this mire because I can't cope like this anymore. I can't do this on my own. This is it, I'm done, somebody help me. You need to really, really, really check out the person that you're thinking of working with. Do they seem to fulfill the brief? Do they seem like someone who's going to get you? Do they seem like someone who can really take you to a place that you're not capable of getting to on your own? And not because you're not smart, because flipping it, you've probably tried this over and over and over again. And it isn't because you lack intelligence, ability, capability, capacity. It's just that your head will not access the answers. And maybe this is one of the reasons why large numbers of my clients have some kind of therapeutic or mental health background. You'd think, well, surely those would be different. Those would be the last people. I think it's probably because we know, as I did, it's like, for goodness sake, I have these skills. I know how to solve this stuff for other people. Why can I not solve this for me? I think that's probably why that's the case, but that's an aside. So you need to really check out, does this person, A, do I feel like they get me? 
do I feel like they're my kind of person? Do I feel like they know stuff that is beyond the capacity of what I can do in my own head? Like, could they somehow create this different perspective that's going to enable me to shift to a different place? Now, once you've answered all of those questions, and that's the beauty of online, you can access people's stuff very freely, very easily without investing anything at all. You know, you've got things like this, the podcast, you've got YouTube videos, you've got Instagram videos. You, I mean, I believe there's a thing called TikTok. Don't ask me how that works. I don't know, but I'm sure there's people on there who use it and are great. Um, so that's your first thing. That needs to be your primary thing. So is this the right person? And what the hell do I want from this? You know, do I want my sanity back? Do I want to start to think about the income and risk impact of you not taking any action at all? This is where how you balance that big financial decision is what is the risk impact here? And you might go, well, I just, yeah, I can cope with feeling crap. And maybe you can, but I did a talk the other day and I've done this before in a webinar that there was a specific example and I could choose many, but I'm going to pick this one. It was, um, and it does relate to this, by the way, in case you're wondering, an article in The Guardian last year, uh, a woman called Dr. Anne Carson, who is a consultant radiologist, and she was talking about how clearly to get to where she'd got to, she was quite smart, pretty good at coping with all kinds of pressure, NHS and all that malarkey. And she'd reached a point where she was so overwhelmed with menopause and perimenopause, and she was contemplating giving up her career because she felt like she could no longer function according to the demands of her job. Now, you may not be a consultant radiologist, but these are the kind of decisions you have to factor in is, you know, I can think of other, other clients or, or myself as an example of, I want to run a business that supports me in my day-to-day -day living and in what I want for the future in retirement, who knows what that will bring. I want to create that business. So there is a huge trade-off and a payoff that you get if you can stay connected to the part of your brain that functions well, that takes decisions well, that doesn't cry at the drop of a hat, that doesn't flow off your handle at any small thing that someone says, that can concentrate, that can remember things. If you can maintain access to a part of you that's capable, that hasn't gone anywhere, but it's just crowded out for the time being by this flipping thing, perimenopause, menopause, then you might be able to stay in the job that you actually are really good at and you don't want to lose that income or you don't want to lose that prestige or you don't want to lose that interest or you can succeed in your business more quickly or more sustainably than you're otherwise going to be able to do because you keep doubting yourself you keep shying away from big decisions from things that would move you forward you keep judging yourself against other people because your brain is not in a place that says you have any value at all and that's where i was with with my menopause is reaching that point of thinking this is costing me big time i've just reached a point where I'm about to sign off my entire future earning potential because I'm telling myself 
I'm not worthy, not good enough, not capable, can't do it anymore. That, if you factor that forward, you know, if you take that kind of decision when you're 55 or 51 or 58 and think, right, that's it, then I'm done. So instead of earning five figures, six figures, you go, oh, I'll just settle for minimum wage. That just cost you that decision to stay stuck and not do something about it with someone that could really help is costing you tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of pounds. Never mind the devastation of relationships that may or may not survive. Divorce, settlements, loss of home. You know, I'm sorry, I'm not meaning to paint this really black, but actually it can be really, really black. Dark, dismal, depressing, not a place you want to be. So that's the kind of decision. That's how you weight the decision. It's not just about, oh, how much? Suddenly you're thinking, oh no, you know, I'll buy that fridge, I'll buy that car. Because that fridge and that car and that phone, lovely, though they may be, are just a temporary moment of, of shopper's pleasure, shopper's delight. It's like, oh, a little bit of excitement. Then that's it, then that's it. Doesn't change your life. Doing something for you, whether it comes from that place of desperation or that place of right, right, world, I'm going to grab you by the throat and do something with you. Doesn't matter which place it comes from, but you do two things. You check out the person you might be thinking of working with. Do they seem like someone who can really help you achieve what you want to achieve? And Always go for mindset first. If someone's not dealing with mindset stuff as part of what they're doing, and you're in the middle of perimenopause or menopause, then don't do that. Because if they don't get your mindset thing, if they don't get what's going on in your head, then you will just feel worse. So that's number one. Number two is factor in and be totally realistic and brutal with yourself. What is it? That if I don't take this decision, what am I giving up? What is it really costing me to not do this? And that number will be so much bigger. You know, even if you invested what I, you know, the $10,000 that probably made you fall off your chair. And it makes me go, hmm, quite a lot now. And that was a group program. That was not a one-to-one. That was a big group program, I hasten to add. But... It's the, what are you potentially giving up? Are you giving up a job as a consultant radiologist with a reasonable salary and lifestyle and your brain still engaged? Are you giving that up to serve olives for minimum wage? Are you, are you taking that kind of decision or are you giving up any future income in your business because you don't actually have the confidence to win the business you should be winning and you're just about covering costs but not much else it's kind of pocket money hobby stuff what are you giving up what are you trading are you trading a relationship that's those are the two core i know i know i made them a bit lengthy but there's are two fundamental decisions to make what is it really costing me and is this person someone that i think can get me there 
So that was quite a long episode, but I hope you found it helpful if you, if you got off the floor from the numbers. But those are the kinds of numbers you might have to be thinking about, but think about them in the context of what it is you might be giving up if you don't take the decision. Okay, have a brilliant rest of day and I will catch you. Oh, there's a lovely episode tomorrow will be my interview with Sandy Lauris. She says that's good enough. I don't think that is how you pronounce it. Anyway, she's amazing. Uh, the interview's tomorrow. It's a whole hour, uh, but it'll be an enjoyable hour. She's just extraordinary. Okay, take care. Have a brilliant rest of the day and I'll catch you soon. Bye. Thank <music> you.